Well, welcome to our staff service here at World Ministries International in our chapel. I'm filling in for Dr. Hansen today. He's in Hawaii uh, ministering for the last two weeks. And so I have the opportunity to bring the message. And interesting, the message we're going to have today is something I've been thinking about for a long time. I've never had a chance to do it. And so I hope you'll find it interesting. Last Saturday at the staff meeting, I spoke on Matthew 10, Jesus' call to the disciples, which is also our call to ministry. I challenged you and I, you and me, to accept the call that Jesus has placed on us. For we all have a ministry. We have a career. And our career, whatever it may be, in the line of uh, airline being airline pilot or being a construction worker, being a janitor, <clears throat> being a school teacher, whatever the case may be, that is a career, and you are called to be a minister within that career. If you stop to think about it, if the only way people heard the message was through pastors, teachers, evangelists, how would you reach those people that never meet them? In your career, you meet people every day. Those are the people you minister to. You teach them about the love of Jesus and that Jesus came to save. So you have a ministry in your career. Today, I'd like to challenge you and I to live the words of Scripture, but also of the words that we sing in hymns and praises. What we need to do is examine our lives to see if we are truly following and obeying the words of Scripture and the words of the songs we have sung in worship. We need to examine our lives, and I mean by that to think about the words, to think about these words that we sing. Do we really trust and obey the Word? There's a beautiful song out there called Trust and Obey. I'm going to read the words of that song, hymn. And by the way, I'd like to make a comment that I'm a little bit older than some of the younger generation, and I grew up with these hymns. To me, they meant a lot as we sang them. But sometimes I just sang the words. I really didn't put them to action. Nowadays, we have young people growing up with a new type of hymns, and new types of songs. And I pray that when you get to be my age, you can look back and say those songs meant a lot to you. Trust and obey. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. When we walk with the Lord, He sheds a light on our way. We don't have to walk in darkness. We can walk in light. While we do His good will, He abides in us still. He's there all the time with us and with all of those who will trust and obey. We need to trust and obey. Not a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the skies, but His smile quickly drives it all away. Not a doubt nor a fear, not a sigh or a tear 
can abide while we trust and obey. Once again, not a doubt. Do you doubt? Not a fear. Do you fear? Not a sigh. Yeah, that happens. And not a tear. Yes, we shed. But they can only abide. They cannot abide forever when we trust and obey. Not a burden we bear. Do you have a burden? Not a burden we bear, nor a sorrow we share. We all have sorrows. But our toil he doth richly repay. He repays when we trust and obey. But we, can, we never can prove the delights of his love until all on that altar we lay our lives. We must lay our lives on the altar. We must die to ourselves. And if we do that, when we trust and obey, then the fellowship is sweet as we sit at his feet. Here we are, fellowship being together, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Or as we walk by his side in every way, what he says we will do when he sends us, we will go. What he says to us to do and where to go, we go. Never fear, but only trust and obey. The Chorus, those are the verses, the Chorus says, Trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. This is another one I really appreciate. And it's interesting that the churches that I attended when I was younger, they always skipped number five, number four. Matter of fact, the hymn I took this out of, they have an arrow at one, five, and six, because there's six verses. And so sometimes people don't like to sing six verses over and over. But I notice now we had a song up here where you send the, just a phrase six times. It's now common again. Okay, it's back there again. Because the number four, which I'll get to a little bit later, is an interesting one. Especially when we live in a world where finances are extremely important in our lives. Because without finances, we would not eat. We would not survive. The song goes, take my life and let it be. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Our life is to be given to him. Take my moments and my days. That means all the time that you spend all day. Take my moments and my days and let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. We're taking a whole body for him, our whole life for him. Take my voice <clears throat> and let me sing, always only for my king. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages from thee. Use our tongue, use our lips to teach others about Jesus. This is the one that they skip. Take my silver and my gold, not a might would I withhold. Think of the woman that gave her might 
in the offering in the Bible. Can you really truly say, take my silver and take my gold? Not a mite I would withhold. Of course, there's probably a lot of you who don't have silver and gold. So you can say, yeah, take my gold and silver. I don't have any. <laughs> I got a lot of bunch of paper money in my pocket. I got a bunch of notes here. I got some stocks and bonds. Well, take my stocks and take my bonds then, okay? If you don't have gold and silver, it still applies. Not a mite what I would withhold. Take my intellect. Mm-hmm. Take my intellect. We are living in a very intellectual generation. It's amazing, because I can say I was born and raised without television. My dad was raised with horse and buggy. He died with men going to the moon. He died at 97, born in 1899. How fast, up until this time, whole from the Bible, it was horse and buggies, camels. All of a sudden now, we've got every modern convenience there is. This is only in about 120 years. Take our intellect. Let's take our intelligence that we have and use it for His honor and for His glory, not for ourselves. And use every power as thou shalt choose. Take my love. My Lord, I pour it out at the feet as a treasure store. Take myself. And I will be ever only all for thee. Take my will and make it thine. Take my will and make it Jesus' time. It shall no longer be mine. I've given it up. Have you given it up? Have you given up your life and your time for the Lord? Take my heart. It is thine. It shall only be the royal throne. Have you taken and given your life and consecrated to the Lord? I want you to think about that. I have to think about it. And we have to think about it for our children and grandchildren. Are you teaching them how to take their lives and give it to the Lord? It's important. It's serious. Another one that I grew up with. Have thine own way, Lord. It's interesting, these songs that I'm picked out right now, they're just a few hymns. I've got a hymn book at home that's got hundreds. Well, this number is 591. So there's a lot of hymns out there. <laughs> Have thine own way, Lord. Are you willing to give the Lord your, your way? Have thine own way, Lord. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. You know, it's interesting, if you've ever done pottery, you make the potter, and all of a sudden it kind of falls apart or doesn't do it right. So you start over, we do it again. Jesus is our potter. When we fail, he takes us over and reshapes us again and prints it back to where he wants us to be. He is the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded and still. Patience, waiting for the Lord. Have you ever had to wait on the Lord? You prayed a prayer and you had to wait on the Lord. Sometimes it's 
minutes, sometimes it's hours, sometimes it's days, sometimes it's months, sometimes it's years. But if you wait patiently in the Lord, He will honor you if the song went before, trust and obey. Have thine own way, Lord, and search me and try me, Master, today. Have you asked the Lord to search your heart so that he can mold you the way he wants? Have thine own way, wounded and weary. Help me, I pray. I think we can all say we've been wounded or hurt in our day. Power, all power, surely is thine. Have thine own way. Hold over my being so absolute sway. Fill with thy spirit till all shall be see. Christ only and always living in me. Once again, do these words make any sense to you? Are you willing to live these words of the songs that we sing? And the new generation of new songs. Are you following some of the words of those songs? Are you doing what those songs have? These singers, have, God has given them a new message. Not a new message, but a new way of presenting the message. Consider it. There is joy in the Lord. This is a song called The Joy of the Lord. By the way, these are all based on Scripture, and I haven't given the Scripture for each one of these. I had it marked down, but I haven't done it. But there is a Scripture for each one. This one is Nehemiah 8.10. But this one is a very simple one. The joy of the Lord is my strength. What is your strength? Your physical body, your mental capacity, your intelligence, your money. What is your strength? The joy of the Lord is your strength. He heals the brokenhearted and they cry no more. He heals your heart, the broken heart and he cries no more. He gives me living water, and I thirst no more. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Is the joy of the Lord your strength? I ask you, is the joy of the Lord your strength? Where is your joy? Where does it come from? My life is in you, Lord. That comes from Philippians 1.21. For me to live is Christ and to die die is gain. My life is in you, Lord. My strength is in you, Lord. My hope is in you, Lord. It's in you. My life is in you. My strength is in you, Lord. As I read through these songs, I, I wish I had a better voice. I would sing them for you, but I don't want to do that. I can make a joyful noise to the Lord, but it's not probably one where I've been highly trained and skilled to to sing songs, but I do have a wife that can sing very well. Matter of fact, it's interesting. Uh, I was attending a church for many years, and, uh, oh, you're the husband of the gal up there in the, that worships in the choir. My wife, Karen, always sat at the far end of the choir, and she was always waving my hand. People recognize that, and they recognize me as her husband. <laughs> I was the one with the degrees in theology, you know, and other things like that. But they recognized her. And I still touches my heart when I know that. Be still and know I am God. We live in a very busy 
world, always doing something. Something's always going on. Don't have time to do this. Don't have time to do that. But you're doing a lot of stuff. But you don't have time to be still. Do you take time in your day to be still before the Lord? The song says, be still and know that I am God. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Are you sick? You need healing? God says he is the God that heals. Or do you constantly have to run the doctors? You know, I love doctors and for one reason. You can go to them and find out what's wrong. Because sometimes you don't know what's wrong unless the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. But if you don't know what's wrong, it's good to go to the doctor and say, what is causing this problem? Now, once the doctor tells you what's wrong with you, then you go to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, this is what I have wrong with me. Yeah, I mean, even though you know it. Doctor says, this is what's wrong. What do you want me to do about it? He says, you're going to pray for it, for healing. Or there's times he say you may need to have surgery. God sometimes uses that in order to reach people. Dr. Hansen, I know at one time, he came into our prayer meeting in the morning, men's prayer, in his pajamas. He is, the house is right next door to where the, his office is, is another building, we call it about 30 by 50. He walks in, he's in his pajamas. This man of God, he comes in with his pajamas, never said a word. Dr. Hansen, you've heard him preach. He's got a few words to say. He came in, he sat down. Vance Mello was there with us at the time. He remembers this. He just sat there like this. Never said a word. It's an hour long. He got up and he left. Walked into the house and his wife said, you're going to the doctor now. Lord didn't tell him not to go. He went to see the doctor. He had a ruptured appendix. Three days he suffered. And he's a man of God. God's healed him many times. But this time, God didn't heal him. He went to the doctor. Doctor looked at his wife, Jeannie, at that time. She has now passed on, been with the Lord. Looked at her and said, You would have brought your husband in here. Two days ago, he'd be a, he, could, he could live. She says, well, I tried, I tried, but he wouldn't go. He wouldn't go. Well, they opened him up. Believe it or not, the poison of the ruptured appendix, if you take a glass and dip it upside down with water, and water will come out, right? He had the poison. It did not come out. Three days, it never came out. He was a testimony. It's written in medical journals. God healed him in that way. Yes, the doctors did the surgery, but God used that time to be a, to get the gospel out to these people, to the doctors. They're amazed. You know, if you got to know Dr. Hansen, he's got more than one story like this that God has actually done for him. So in other words, what I'm trying to say, yes, doctors are important, but sometimes God says, I'm not going to heal you. I'm going to let you go see the doctor because I want to use you as a testimony to those people, to the nurses and to the doctors. We don't know what God has in plan for you, but you can trust God, trust and obey. Be still and know that I am God. This one I'm not gonna really do too much on, 
But I think because of what's going on in Israel and what's going on in America and all the abominations that are taking place, there's a song out there that says, In Times Like These, it's based in Hebrew 619. In times like these, you need a savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. Be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. The solid rock is Jesus. In times like this, you need a Bible. <clears throat> In times of this, you do not need idol, but you be very sure your anchor holds the grip the solid rock. And once again, in times like these, I need a savior. What does it take on your part to accomplish all this? Another hymn. Only believe. This is a short hymn. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. Only believe. Only believe all things are possible. Do you really believe that all things are possible in your life? All the victories you want, they're possible? Only believe in the Lord. Trust and obey. And that's Mark 9, 23. Everything is possible for him who believes. Do you have joy and peace? Are you looking for joy and peace? It's time that we total surrender to our lives. I've actually been very serious up to this point because I really mean these, these songs and these words. But at the same time, I've learned to laugh. I've learned to smile. I've learned to have peace. I remember a gentleman when I was running a little small business. I had a little airplane and a friend of mine bought it for me to use. And uh, I was in his office one day, and this gentleman, Bob Weiser was his name, now deceased. Matter of fact, his name came back to me. And one day he looked at me, he says, EJ, I wished I was like you. I kind of looked at him, what do you mean by that? I mean, I looked up to this guy. I mean, he was a very successful businessman. Had his own twin engine airplane that he gave to me to use. He says, EJ, I have ups and I have downs. When I'm high, I love it. But I'm down in the dumps, I'm not good. He says, you're just like this, you're calm and all the way through. You know, in, in a way, that's probably a little bit true. You could probably ask my wife about that. But you know, a lot of people have highs and a lot of people have lows. But at the same time, God has seen you through all those highs. God has seen you through all those lows. In my case, he's seen me through all the mild times. God sees us through. Go to Revelations. In the seven churches of Revelation, there's five of them. And this is what I want to get to you because this is important. The church of Ephesus, I know thy works and thy labors and thy patience. But then he goes on, nevertheless, I have something against thee. Thou hast lost thy first love. Christians understand, we do things correctly. But yet, at the same time, God may have something against you. Five out of the seven churches, God said this, I know your works, they're good, but I have this against you. Repent. So this is what this is all about, is asking us to look at our lives, 
Look into your life. Are you one of the two churches that did not totally repent, that you did everything right? Or are you one of the five that have not? Pergamos Church, same thing. I know their works and where their dwells. But I have a few things against thee. Repent. Thyatara, same thing. I know thy works and their charity, their service, their faith, their patience, and their works. From the last, be more than the first. You have been very faithful in doing things. Nevertheless, I have a few things against thee. Check that out. Sardis. He said unto them, Be watchful and strengthen. Remember that thou received and heard. Hold fast and repent. And the Laodicea Church, this, this is one that's real important to us. I know that you are neither hot nor cold. And if you are neither hot nor cold, I'll spew you out of my mouth. We do not want to be spewed out of the Lord's mouth. I don't have time right now, but I want you to, those that may know the song, Blessed Assurance. Take it out and sing it. Blessed Assurance. I pray, Lord, this message has encouraged you and strengthened you. Trust and obey. God will be with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.